Hello, I'm Callum Dilietto, and this is Flock Together, the podcast for events and travel professionals. Season one is in partnership with Visit Berlin, the Berlin Convention Office, and we are here today at Shooting Glen with the one and only Steve Lang. How are one you? Only. I'm really well, thank you. The Karen. one and only is right. I think you deserve that introduction. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Don't, be, don't be saying that. <laughs> a lot of people, well, I'm hoping some people will watch this and they're, oh my God, I'm going to be ribbed so much about that. But, um, but thanks for that. Honestly, it's a pleasure to be here. You're doing a really great thing with this. You've met some amazing people. You've pulled some great people together from the event industry, to be fair, and really different characters and very different elements of the event industry. So well done for doing that. It's, it's cool. Pleasure to be part of it. No, I appreciate it. And, and you were one of my first calls because I thought, who do I know that's got lots of personality? And a bit of that, right? <laughs> bit of rabbit. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we know each other. We go way, way back. In fact, I was saying to somebody earlier about the first time we met, I didn't realise we met because you were on one of our events 2015, yes. uh, when we did our, one of our first big events for Kia, and you came along and you told me afterwards when we properly met that you were along there and, and that you were really impressed by it. And uh, actually, quite recently, I was flicking through those, those pictures, and there you are, you're yeah. fresh faced. As a HR journalist, I was there. That's right. I was there. I, I did a couple of your, um, I did a, a James Bond themed yeah. masterclass, I did a, a safari one. Yes. And I think there well. was even a, 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 a like a, a camping one, a, a Boy Scouts one. Yeah, there was that as, yeah. well, as well. The great that. outdoors. The, yeah. first, the first electric vehicle that, that was launched by it, Kia in the UK. And that was, yeah, I remember as a HR journalist thinking like, oh my God, like, this is really cool. And then next minute, I'm, I've fallen into the events industry. And, yeah. and, and here we are again. Here we are. History. Now, it's amazing. And, and the thing about it is what we did is it was so different. We broke the mold so many times back in the day. And, and, and we're really proud of that what we did, the creativity. I mean, James Bond event, we kidnapped delegates, for goodness sake, you know? It was in, in a nice way, ladies and gentlemen. It was great, though. <laughs> No, no delegates were harmed in our, in our uh, events. But, yeah, it was good fun. It was, it's great to push the boundaries and, and have a team behind us who can, who can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first part of the podcast is <clears throat> reform. And that is all about, basically, you grabbing that feather, turning it into a quill, and saying what you will. It's, it's writing a letter to the industry, as it were. So what would your letter be? I think it would be, and it's related to a little bit what I said about our events and the people aspect of it. We've got to go back to, in the event industry, remembering what's really important and what our business is. And our business is about people. The people who attend our events and the people who put those events together, not just people at the top or your, or your client, whatever, they're, they're everything, running the whole infrastructure. The success of any event is all about the people who are part of that event relaying. Someone once told me once that the, uh, sales is about and, and the effectiveness of communication is about a transfer of enthusiasm, right? So it's about people transferring that enthusiasm to other people. So my job as an event manager and all of our organization is to transfer that enthusiasm to our team to then transfer that to the attendees of the event. And I think sometimes we we kind of lose track in the event industry that it is a people industry. And I know COVID and that's taken us a bit virtual, but still need someone to press a button. It still needs somebody to put it together and organize it and do it well. And I guess the reason I say this, Callum, is because we went, I went to an event and you were there at CHS. It was a great event. It was really well put together. Um, and I was asked to do a survey questionnaire after the event. And uh, one of the questions that were quite, uh, odd, but very of now, which was how important was the sustainability aspect of the event to you? 
And that seems like a common question that a lot of events are probably asking right now. Yeah, loads. You know, because, you know, you go to any event industry do and there'll be a sustainability and a diversity and a growing talent seminar. Right. Brilliant. And it, all of those things are so important. So important. And I, no one's going to put it's not important. Sustainability isn't important. You literally will be dragged out into the streets and hold things that you like the, like the Queen in Game of Thrones, right? Shame. 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 Exactly. Shame. Yeah. And it is massively important to us, particularly being in the uh, electric vehicle space, which we are a lot of the time. But the thing is, is, is what's, what we, we focus so much on that and not everything else that makes an event uh, successful. So, and that, I said, is the people. So where was the questions about... How important was the uh, innovation in the event? How important was the creativity of the event? How immersed did you feel in the event? What about the service? How important was the service and what did that have? All of those things are just as, if not even more important than the use of a, of a paper straw. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think in an event industry, we need to look at, particularly the people who are organising these things, in what can you directly influence? I can directly influence how my team feel. I can influence whether they get paid quickly. I can influence how they are treated on the event. I can influence how, how the feedback I give them. I can influence the fact that I'm not blaming anyone for mistakes or anything that happens because it's a real learning environment. I can influence, therefore, the well-being of the people. And they, therefore, can, they, they will take that feeling and, and influence others who attend. So I think look at what you can be directly influential on rather that oh, you can make the most impact on yeah. rather than, you know, a small amount. Of, I can't and really, I, I can't really, sorry, <laughs> I can't really influence the government um, kind of like legislation on education in this country, but I can help. It's another thing I'm really passionate about is helping people get into the industry by going to visit universities. And I'm involved in that a little bit now as well and speaking to people who are on event management programs and, and giving them the best opportunities to work and get work experience in our events. I could do that, but, um, you know, I can't change the world. I think, I think you're right. It's about trying to, to make change in the bits that you're, you're actually directly in control of. Yeah. But it sounds like you're doing, you're doing a lot of that yourself, so that's, that's really good. And I think, you know, engaging with young talent is, is great. And, and, yes, we probably shouldn't be too distracted by trying to do everything. And if, if yeah. you know... If you can focus on one thing and do it really well to the point where you can execute some real ripple effects, then, yeah. you know, rather than trying to do a million things and, and not really doing them at all, you know. Well, I think if you focus on, on those things, you can like, like the people, then, yeah. then you will influence things like getting people into the industry. You'll influence things like diversity. You'll also influence talent and you'll influence also sustainability because you're passionate about talking about that. And therefore, people will believe that and live that rather than go, oh, it's just another box I'm taking. Yeah. You know, if, if Steve and Motivate, this is part of, part, part of what we've got to do as part of this event, we'll do it. So the next part of the podcast is all about remembering. And uh, I'd like right. you to remember your first ever work trip abroad. Okay, I've got a good memory. Um, I have to, because it was a long time ago, right? And, and when you talk about work trip, the first time that I, I went overseas, right? And, and I'm, I used to work for an organisation, had a great boss, a guy called Steve Fox, and he, he gave me the opportunity to go and do a training event over in Madrid. And I, I always remember he said to me, he said, when are you going over there, Steve? He said, you know, you want to like you and 
coming over and you're with them for a few days. Um, and he told me to go to the airport shop before you go out there and just buy something from that represents England, London, whatever. So I bought these little double-decker buses full of sweets, right? And I went out there and, and it was a great event and it was wonderful. It's really good. And I got on really well with anyone. I gave everyone involved in, in, the, uh, in the event these little double-decker boxes. Honestly, they were going crazy over these little double-decker boxes full of tiny jelly beans, right? And they loved it. And, it's, and that's something that stayed with me forever, right? Actually, when you go somewhere and you want to make a, a good impression, there you go, here's something from where I'm from. Give me something to you and get something back. And I remember I got something back, gave it to my boss as well, and he was well chuffed about it. Um, so that's kind of stuck with me. And just going over there to a new, a new, a new country, new, I, was, I was 20. 324, you know, and it was really young, very wet behind the ears, and, and it was a great experience and learned something and got to know everyone as a result of ending out little goodies. I think, I, do you know what? I, it shouldn't be underestimated the power of just a, a very small but uh, thoughtful gesture. Yeah, it, it does go like a long that. way. Yeah, no, absolutely, and still do it occasionally now, you know. But, and what but, about your last work trip abroad? Abroad, abroad, abroad. Well, I mean, I was in Dublin on Thursday, which is great doing it this week, uh, doing an, a, a recce, which is great. And I love going over that. And it, it just going over and seeing the, the venue and meeting the clients, the place you're going to work in prior to running the big event still gives me a thrill, wherever it might be, you know. Um, I was over in uh, Catalonia earlier this year as well, and that was great as well. And we, because you know, I'm involved in automotive. We're going to see some amazing racetracks around the world, and, and in the UK. I mean, a lot of the stuff's UK, right? But um, but it's, it, I still get a buzz wherever I go. So yeah, Dublin this week, and you just go. I'm excited about running the event, and of course, it's traditional. Like you go have a Guinness at the airport. Of course, of course, you have to get, and you, you know, you have to make your way to Temple Bar. <laughs> you do. You know, it's it's you do. just a given. I love those traditions yeah. that we have with that. So yeah, so that was very current, and uh, yeah, I can't remember. You know, I can remember a long time ago, but more than a week ago, I, str I struggled. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the Visit Berlin Convention Office, your key contact in and for the city of Berlin. From on-site knowledge of the best venues and service providers to conference bids and event planning. As Germany's capital in the heart of Europe, Berlin is a vibrant, elective and creative metropolis, raising the bar of conference and event standards. Let's meet in the world of Berlin. The next section is about revisiting. And um, I'd be curious if you could go back in time, you know, teleport yourself back into to, to you uh, however many years ago at a destination or an ex a destination experience that you would want to relive. What would it be? Um, uh, not work related, work related or not work related? It could be, it could be, be either, either. Okay, either. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it would be. My experience when I was 21, and this actually defined my life and where, and where I became oh, to be now. <laughs> is this going to be camera friendly? <laughs> it is camera friendly, don't worry. I'll leave out those, I'll leave out those bits. Now, I was 21, I got the opportunity to go to Camp America. And, um, and I, at that age, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. And I went to Camp America, and you know the concept of Camp America. Yeah. You go over there and you look after kids on the summer camp for... A, few months and then you get to tour around America afterwards they basically pay for your ticket out there and that uh at the time I didn't know what to do in life but I went there and it kind of opened my eyes to developing people to developing in this case young kids 
Um, and then also there's, there's a social aspect of it. There's other people who are the same age as you. I was 21 and we'd go and we bought a car just to go down to the local bar and back and things like that. And I waited till I was 21, of course, because in America, you could drink with your 21. Of course, smart, so, smart. Uh, but, but it was just a whole experience and opened my eyes to traveling and getting out there, which I still love, still get a big kick out of going anywhere in the world. But most importantly, it's that I'm quite good at developing people. So that's where, you know, years later, I then became involved in training and training in events and then Motivate was formed. And that's our, our focus is on behavioural change and always has been and, and, and exciting and infusing people. And, and that's ultimately what we did for the, the young kids on the summer camp. And so I would happily go back, not just because I'll be 21 again, which would be amazing, <laughs> but just to go and relive that experience of, of meeting new people. Um, I went out on my own, you know, you had no friends that, who came out with me friends out there afterwards but you made friends that's the key thing about it and i'm still in touch with some of the, the kids i looked after you know it's, it's incredible so uh yeah absolutely got me involved in the world i'm still in now so i'd, I'd revisit that like a shot that was something I, I wanted to do and i i went to a lot of the meetings and i, I went through the process um and then for one reason or another it just didn't it didn't go all the way through and that's one of my biggest regrets actually yeah, really? because everybody i know that did camp america came back so rich in life experience yeah, that was it you know you had the opportunity to get to go out they gave you the opportunity at a time when you probably couldn't afford the airfare to america you know that was it they gave it gave it you then you met friends we did we did stuff like we um a vehicle drive away where people who are business people at the time would basically fly to a destination and they will get students and young people to drive their car there so it was there so we basically drove a car for someone some top executive um, for 21-year-old English people to, to, from uh, Washington down to New Orleans. And we went to, you know, Nashville, Memphis and followed the Mississippi River down and all the, all the fun in between. You know? It's that incredible. Sounds so good, yeah. It was good. But the, the stuff on the summer camp was just great as yeah. well. And, and that stuck with me. And what, what's also stuck with me on that, Callum, as well, is the you have to be creative to entertain and put together production. So we were putting together productions to entertain people. And that's basically events. We were putting on events, you know, at the age of 21 for, to entertain people. And, and, uh, and that's kind of what we're doing now. That was it. You got the itch and it, it got just... Got the itch and that was it. Yeah, couldn't scratch I know. it. You said, what did you do instead of going to Camp America? Can I ask? I, I just stayed on at uni. I ended up doing a placement. I mean, to be honest, I probably owe my career to yeah, not going. Well, because go. it was an internship that led to a job, which led to another job, which led to, to where I am now. So it, regret is probably a strong word. I don't really have any regrets, but it was definitely something that I, I'd wish I'd done. Yeah, I'd recommend anyone to do it. Yeah. Or definitely. something similar. And uh, the, the second part of that is, you know, if you could make any hotel that you stayed at a home, which hotel would it be? Hmm. It's kind of um, it's a difficult question, really, because I, I kind of think the hotel shouldn't be a home. But a hotel I'd want to keep going back and revisiting. <laughs> and actually, my, my business partner will laugh about this when he hears this, because I used to stay a lot for work in a, in a place called the Hallmark Hotel in Manchester, right? because we used to do a particular event up there on a regular basis, kind of like quarterly. And uh, I had to do, when TripAdvisor was in its infancy, they asked me to do a TripAdvisor review. And I was like, you know, if Colesberg did hotels, it's the best, the world's greatest hotel. And my, my business partner, David, still derives me of that, of the fact to the, to the day. <laughs> However, what made it for me the greatest hotel in the world was the fact that when I walked in, 
back to the almost like cheers mentality. I walked in, everyone knew my name. And, and it's the people, going back to what I said earlier, the people make the experience. So, yeah. Steve, how are you doing? How's your week, week been? You know, we've been up to since I last saw you. Good to see you again. And, and the smile and the, and the greeting and the familiarity. Was That's that the service or was it just because it was you? It Every, was a, everyone was, knows you, you know? <laughs> everyone smiles when they care. see you. So they're like, oh, it's Steve. It's laugh, so Next customer comes in and they're like, yes, you're right. Okay, off you go. It, it's, I guess it's the, uh, the fact that because a big thing about hotels is they see so many people. So there is really important things when you work in the people business. And that is things like knowing someone's name. And it's something I encourage our staff on an event to do. Know every single person on our team. Know their name. You know, when, they, when, they, when you meet them, know who they are. Um, for everyone, for the person who's, we do automated, who cleans the cars right up to, the, to you know, every part of the management team. It's really important to do that. Everyone on, the, on an event is, is a person, is human, and that's really good. As you are when you're a guest in a hotel and as you are when you are working at a hotel. So, so it was that. It was that, yes, I might have been a regular guest, but they made an effort. And it was good fun to be there. And for me, for a hotel, being away from family, it's nice to know you feel like part of a family at a hotel. Yeah. So right. it's that, that kind of made it for me. And that, yeah, so it's that kind of personal service, being treated like not just another number. Any hotel that does that for me, any, any venue that does that for me, is, is yeah, ticking the box straight away. Now I want to challenge you to reimagine your role. Um, so many people in our industry, organize experiences, events, incentive trips for their clients and their customers. I want you to imagine an incentive for yourself, right? A trip, a once in a lifetime experience rewarding you. Where would you go? What would you do? And more importantly, who, which celebrity would you bring along with you on that trip? <laughs> Not much then, you're not asking much. Just want your dreams, you know, put your dreams out there. Maybe someone watching or listening will say, oh, actually, I'm going to make that happen for Steve. Again, it's about making it personal. So someone who, uh, the best incentive trip must be related to the individual you, you're putting yeah. it on for. It's like, you know, we're, we deal align sales and you've got to cater what you're supplying to somebody to that individual. Right? So for so you as an individual. to know the individual and what makes you tick. So what makes me tick? What makes, what makes me tick? tick is I love music. I love music. I love going to live music events. So I'd love to go somewhere where maybe at the end of the night there's a 20-minute set by the Foo Fighters and then followed by Taylor Swift, right? I've got a very eclectic taste in music. That would be great. But who would accompany me on that and what would happen on that event? I'd, I'd like it to be an enriching experience where I learn. Uh, my mantra, as a lot of people know, is every day is a school day. You've got to get something out of it, right? So if there was some sort of educational aspect to it, it would be great. But also it's who you're with. We know this. You know, it's about who you're with. And we met some great people here. This, this, this flocking community that you've created is, <laughs> is, is incredible. Um, and, and you learn something from people. So I want to learn from people. And I think the celebrity, someone who's got a good story to tell, right? So I think someone like, um, someone like Sir Michael Caine, right, for example, right? You bring him along. Yeah. And you know he's lived a life. Yeah. So he'd tell you a story on the plane. Uh, he's also, he was a bit of a hellraiser in his day. So you'd have a good oh, night yeah. with him, right? And um, I think we'd get on all right. Um, anyone like that who's got good tales to tell, you know, 
So it could be a, a Dave Grohl, going back to Foo Fighters, he's, he's a bit of a storyteller as well. Just someone who can who would be interested to listen to. I could to. see you on a plane with Michael Caine. I, I feel like you're the what Michael you Caine mean? of the events industry. Is that what you reckon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're, you're going somewhere to a music, but what, de- what would the destination be? Where, where in the world? Uh, something vibrant uh, with... Uh, so somewhere like, talking back to America, somewhere like New Orleans. Oh, I love uh, the, New Orleans. It's, it's such a beautiful place. Electric. Isn't it? Electric, the music in the air. Atmosphere. The music, the oh. people, the joy, the, the fact food. That the food is incredible, the drink is incredible, the fact that they've been through so much adversity mm. and that they've come out stronger as a result of it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, so it'll be there. Me, Michael Caine, Foo Fighters, Taylor Swift. In New um, Orleans. In New Orleans. Ah, oh, yeah. Amazing. That sounds great to be honest. That actually does. Do, that it? really does. So the <laughs> for the final part of the podcast is is React, and it's just a quick fire round, uh, just to get to know you a little bit about some some travel decisions that most people have to make. So just without thinking, just just straight in with your answer, okay? No pressure, don't worry. Right, okay. Packing last minute or the week before? Last minute. Carry on or check in? Carry on. Airport lounge or shopping? I now want to change what I'm Oh, you want to change carry on? Because it annoys me when people carry on and bring too much and they don't need to. <laughs> it need to. So I always like to think, chill out a little bit sometimes with your travel. Don't get stressed about it. Don't be going, I've got to put this in where I'm going to put this. Just check it in then. So I'm going to change that. All so right, you change it to check in. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I'm the kind of person who never checks in, so I will always carry stuff, but I pack so light that you would never know. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Um, airport lounge or shopping? Shopping. Influenced by my wife over the years. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's so matter. You're just, shopping, just, of course. It's shopping, yeah, but it's it's part of the experience. Going, to, I still love going to an airport. Yeah, and it's so uh, mooching about is good. Yeah, I agree with that. To be fair, um, aisle or window seat uh, doesn't matter uh, as long as other people get the preferences that they want. You're such a you're such a saint, aren't you? <laughs> doesn't matter. City or nature? City, I think. Lay in or early start? Uh, early start and then, and then uh, stay up late. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no sleep at all. Um, poolside or seaside? About neither. What about just dry? <laughs> <Right, laughs> just about away maybe doing a little trip somewhere. I think it'll be pool, poolside, really. Yeah, poolside with a nice cocktail. Nice. Uh, planned or spontaneous? Spontaneous. Hotels, boutique or brands? Boutique. There we go. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Kellum. Honestly, oh, that was, that was really good. Thank you for letting me be part of this as well. Thank you as well for the cameraman. Yeah.